0: welcome back to Mishnah Yomi today we're continuing to learn Masech the Shabbos Perak Yud Aleph Mishnah Beis and Mishnah Gimel and our Mishnah is picking up where we finished yesterday where we we're discussing the position of this, the this the Chachamim told us if someone were to throw an item from one Rosh Hashem into the next Rosh Hashem and in between these two private domains there was a public thoroughfare. The analogy I gave was you have a child standing on a balcony, and he throws from one balcony to the next balcony over Broadway, they are exempt, whereas Rabbi Kiva said one is chayef, one is liable. Says the Mishnah, Mishnah Bays, Ketzad, what exactly is the scenario of the sages? ste so, our, our analogy I didn't get it from nowhere you have two um porches two balconies that are opposite each other uh, and the is running between them so whether you throw an item from one to the other or even if you, if you pass it you are exempt why because you're passing it over a but it's not landing it's not staying in the just it's not staying in the public thoroughfare and therefore you are exempt however how you stay in the yoto achas what if it's not that both balconies are opposite each other and or just in between them but rather they're coming out of the same wall as in you have a building and you have two apartments that are adjacent to each other and they both have balconies that are right next to each other. Very common in Israel, and there is a gap between your balcony and your fr- your neighbor's balcony, and that gap tra- uh, traverses Rishus So again, unlike the previous case where you're throwing a you're throwing an item or passing an item across. Here you're passing the item to the side of you, and it happens to be there's a rishusirabim between you. In this case, I'm If you pass it, you hand it off. You the guy says, "Pass me your broom." So you hand it to him. You're out. You're liable. But if you throw it, you are exempt. What's going on here? Why is there a difference between in these two cases between passing the width of rishusirabim as you pass it across? versus passing side by side where you are liable what's the difference so it says the mission very simple because this precisely is the that we learned in the mishkan if, if you recall from when we learned the laws of shabbos we said they're patterned after the mishkan that the torah tells us here's how you build the mishkan and the next verse tells us and keep the laws of shabbos we learn from there that this that goes into the building and the construction of the mishkan is therefore prohibited on shabbos is considered malacha on shabbos well where is hotzah in the mishkan where did they carry so what they would do was they had these wagons which carried the heavy from the heavy beams and when they had to assemble them or disassemble them the, what, would, what they would do was they would line up the wagons next to each other lengthwise and they'd take the crush them take these beams, and they'd pass it from one wagon to the next until it got to the furthest wagon. And then when, when that was loaded, they would move on to the next wagon, closer to the Mishgun, and pass the beams from one wagon to the next wagon and then load that wagon. So effectively, we have now a precedent that... Um, that passing something lengthwise, as in side-by-side, side, that was precisely the malacha of the Levium. They wouldn't throw it, which is why throwing you're exempt, but passing from one wagon to the next which on the same side is analogous to passing from one balcony to the side balcony to your neighbor's balcony, and therefore you're obligated. However, Throwing across the width of Rosh Hashanah when there's Rosh Hashanah in between you, that was not what was done in the base of Migdash, nor was passing across the width of Rosh Hashanah, and that's why you'd be exempt there. So motion across the zoo. If you hand the beams from, they would hand the beams from one wagon to the next one along the length of the public domain, Avalon Zarkam, they wouldn't throw it. Says the Mishnah, it's about next. What are you, if you have Rosh Hashanah, you have a public domain, you have, again, let's talk about Broadway, But but there are places in there that are separate meaning to say a person digs a pit and when they dig a pit they pile the dirt around the pit so it ends up ha- looking like a wall and it's ten high and four wide so what that does is it creates a mini within the because you've sectioned off an area with the walls of the pit so whether um, whether or, or if you have a rock in, public, in a public place and the rock itself is tens high and Fort wide we look at that as a, as a private domain and therefore if you take from there and put it in a public domain or you take from the Rosh and put it into this pit or onto this rock you'd be liable because you're transferring from, from a Rosh Rabim to this Rosh Hashim its own separate domain because it is tens high and Fort wide two notes on this note number one is that therefore their mailboxes Shechter is of the opinion they may be Rashus Yachid and on top of them might be a problem of Rashus Yachid. So don't put anything in a mailbox if you're in an area without a shrush rabbin. More importantly, this is also the um, halacha that in Aron Kodesh in Aron Kodesh in Ishul, the the Aron, is ten Thuchim high, is um it's four Tfakum wide and therefore it's its own private domain, which means that Technically, although we stand for the Torah when the Aaron's t- open out of respect, one need not do so if they are feeling weak or tired, or let's say on uh, on Simcha's Torah, when the Torah is, you know, the Aaron open the whole time, because we te- it's technically its own separate domain, and therefore we don't look at it as if the Torah is out and about, whereas when the Torah is out and about, you have an obligation to stand if it's in its own separate domain, i.e. in the Aaron, which is, again, 10 Tzvachim high and 4 Tzvachim wide, it's considered a private domain. Okay, see how everything in the Torah is connected. However, if the dimensions of the earth around the pit or the rock are less than ten t'vacham high and four wide, then one is exempt. If they transfer an item from private domain to the public, if they transfer an item from the public domain into this uh, onto this rock, Mishnah, Gimel. So just as there's a problem, a, the Torah tells us one is not, one is not allowed to do hutsah. What is otsa? So we've been defining from the very beginning of this Mesechta as Picking something up from a private place and putting it in a public place, or picking something up from a Rosh Hashanah and putting it in a Rosh Hashanah Yachid, a told of is just the mere carrying of anything, any item more than four amos, which is you know, between six and eight feet, in a Rosh Hashanah. So not only is one not allowed to carry and transfer from a Rosh Hashanah to a Rosh Hashanah, you also can't carry four amos in Rosh Hashanah In a Rosh Hashanah, excuse me. It says the Mishnah. Just as you can't carry, you also can't throw. So you're causing a transfer of more than four amos. So the Mishnah tells us if a person throws an item, so they take a clump of dirt and they throw it in the air. They throw it up and, and, and it hits a wall and it lands more than ten of above the ground so the mission says because if they threw an item in the air and it never landed because the, the space airspace above ten Tfachim is not considered part of the public domain it's not considered just a rabbin. so therefore he did not violate the prohibition of transferring for in public domain because it never landed the matron is talking to barats but if he threw this clumps of dirt or some other sticky substance and it lands less than on a wall less than intense above uh, a ground less than 10 tfachim, and it travels more than four amos, you threw it more than four, eight feet or six eight feet, so that's as if you threw it on the ground, even though technically on the wall, it's as if it's on the ground, and you would be liable. Zork amos chayiv. you would be liable. And one who throws an item four amos on the ground in a public domain is also liable. Zork lusok arba amos ven izgagul arba amos potter. What if a person knows, oh, I can't throw it more than eight feet, more than arba so I plan on throwing it uh, three tzvach, tf- three, excuse me, amos, you throw it three amos. And what happens, as things do, you throw it three amos, and then it starts to roll, and it rolls beyond the four amos. Says the Mishnah, you're exempt there. Why? Because you didn't intend to throw it more than four amos. <laughs> if you threw it, let's say I threw it uh, nine, nine amos away, and it rolled towards me, it boomeranged back, then you would be liable. Aye, but it, at the end of the day, it didn't travel. It landed within three amos of me. Yeah, but for a moment, it landed more than that, and that's where you intended it to be. And so the fact that it, Roll back to you. We discount that. We still look at it as if you threw it uh, the eight feet, the, the four, the four amos, and you would be liable. I wish you all a wonderful day.